sitting here on my desk yeah that's what we're making for an entertaining podcast i feel uh, like yeah maybe so yeah uh how's, how's it going after surgery you know oh man it's uh, i'm sore that's all i can say i'm sore stomach for those of y'all that don't know uh monday i had my gallbladder taken out um after a seven-year bout with the doctors of trying to figure out what was going on and me telling them one thing then them telling me another and Finally found a surgeon who was like, we'll take out your gallbladder. I said, much obliged. He yeah. took it out and said, yeah, you definitely had a bad gallbladder. So hopefully this uh, completely solves the problems I've been dealing with over the past seven years. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's, I remember yeah. like years ago we, we, we were talking about like you were having issues with your stomach gallbladder stuff. So yeah, good deal. Yeah, the anesthesia, man. Let me tell you about that. Best sleep ever. They said I came out of the anesthesia kind of headbanging. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out what, what 80s rock band music was kind of playing in, in the room there, or at least in my head. Because <laughs> I had to be banging to something, you know, headbanging to something good. Right. So, yeah, that, that stuff will make you loopy. Now, the lower tab hadn't really done anything. I mean, it's helped with the pain, but it, it really hasn't had the effects that most people claim that it does so well we'll see if you start yeah, picking yeah. Uh, you start picking like brookhaven <laughs> and all these other teams that beat uh west jones and laurel and whatnot we'll, we'll have to see if, how how much the lower tab is affecting you <laughs> true that true that well, welcome to sports 601 podcast season one episode six i'm your host james Pugh. i cover sports for sports 601.com and the laurel impact for jasper jones smith and wayne county and to my 12 o'clock my co-host and chauffeur for the day who covers sports for sports 601 and the hattiesburg impact for forest lamar and covington county kevin Lindsay. would i rather be feared or loved um any both i want people to be afraid of how much they love me So, how'd you do in picks this week? Mm, I was seven and three. Hey, which is better than last week. It is better than last week. Last you, week was was bad. I think it was kind of bad for both of us uh, last week. But this week, this week we kind of made up. You you had a better week. Yeah, I had a great week. I went eight and two. Okay, but one game difference. But for the two teams that lost, I have a clip that I'm going to play, and I want answers. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. So, so here's my deal, okay? One was a surefire win that I thought, and that was Southeast Lauderdale, who had not won a game over North Forest. 
And that was surefire for me. And then the other one was a dynamic offense. Oak Grove had been scoring 30-something points a game to Art Bishop, who had been scoring 14. I think the most they scored all, all year has been 17. And they lose 7-3. to three. But Rommel had been averaging – they had, on defense. they had yeah, great defense. Defense was, was good. They, I think they've only um, they were like averaging. I think either averaging three points a game, yeah, a point average with three points a game, or either they had only allowed three points up to that point. They they Bill Belichick, uh, Oak Grove, like you know, last year in the Super Bowl, the Rams had the big exciting offense, and the Patriots just stuffed them. Yeah, so they pulled a Bill Belichick on Oak Grove, but. Yeah, otherwise I would have been perfect. But my two surefires yeah. were not surefires, and there's nothing surefire in high school football. So, Well, the, the couple of the games that I got wrong, uh, you know, Purvis and Northeast Jones, we kind of – you picked Purvis there in your area. I picked Northeast Jones. Northeast Jones is in my area. Uh, I had seen Northeast Jones play the week before, and I, I told you if they played like they did against South Jones, I thought they had a good chance to win. But it seems like they just couldn't get anything going offensively. Yeah, they – the, the whole deal of them being one-dimensional really caught up to them against Purvis. And credit to Purvis, too. Man. They're playing good ball. They're getting yeah. better each week. And, uh, yeah, it just caught up to them. They only were able to score three points with offense. You know, special teams, obviously, field goal. Uh, just had the one scoop and score by by the big man on the defensive line. Uh, it was either 48 or 52 yard uh, return scoop and score. Otherwise, Purvis Purvis held their own against them and uh, really stuffed them out on offense. So uh, it's a good win for Purvis. Hate it for Northeast, but yeah. it was a good win for Purvis. Let me go over a couple of these games Friday night. Uh, the game that I was at, Taylorsville and Collins. Taylorsville won 35-0. You know, before the season started, we talked about how this game was kind of a must-see, and it would have been a must-see had not Collins' quarterback got knocked out for the season. You know, he right. has an MCL, ACL tear, um, and he, he's out for the season for Collins. So he wasn't able to play, and, and they've definitely struggled since he's uh, not been – playing for them so um you know it just they ran the clock in the second half it was just all taylorsville in that first half and um most exciting thing for you was the uh uniform change yes i had never seen that in in my life they uh they come out to uh meet each other at half field or at midfield the captains and whatnot and uh, both of them had gray tops and gray um pants and the thing about it was the grays they wouldn't even they wouldn't any difference in the in the shades. I mean, they were almost they were basically the same color gray right. uh, pants and jersey. And um, when they kind of lined up for kickoff, Mitch Evans come out there and was like, "Hey, now we're not gonna do this. Now something's gonna have to change." And, and Collins went back and um, changed their uniforms, put on some white jerseys, and we went from there. And um, so yeah, that's that something I've never seen happen before. I'd see a team having to go and change jerseys. Uh, after coming out for the the meeting at midfield. So uh, they ran the clock the second half. Taylorsville scored all 35 points in that first half. Uh, so Taylorsville wins 35-0 over Collins. Uh, another game that, you know, I picked wrong and, and, you know, obviously, you know, I had my reasons. Uh, Bay Springs beats Pelahatchee. Gives them their first loss of the season, 36-27 wow. last week. So, you know, good win for Bay Springs and hopefully my – Pick was a little motivation for them because obviously they came out and 
took care of business. I'm sure I'll get some slack from Dan Brady um, for it. But, you know, uh, good win for the Bulldogs nonetheless. You had Seminary uh, over Raleigh, 21-14. to 14. Uh, We mentioned this before. Purvis over Northeast Jones, 34-10. to 10. Van Cleve over South Jones, 35-10. to 10. Uh, Stringer, big win over Salem in district play. They win 54-0. to zero. Northeast Lauderdale over Heidelberg, 28-12. to 12. Mize, 36. St. Andrew, 3. Um, Civil Bay gets their first win of the season. They beat Benton Academy, 28-15. to 15. And then, of course, uh, Presbyterian Christian over Wayne Academy, 40-7. to 7. What about the scores in your areas from last week, Kevin? Yeah, a few you mentioned, Seminary and Raleigh, of course. Archbishop Rummel, I mentioned earlier, defeated Up Grove, 7-3. Resurrection Catholic defeated Mount Olive, 27-8. Richton defeated Sacred Heart, 40-11. Uh, Herbis over Northeast John, Southeast Lauderdale over North Forest. You mentioned those. Uh, North, uh, I'm sorry, Hattiesburg over Jefferson Davis County. Uh, that one was wild. 28 to 27. Hattiesburg mm. come back. They were they were down either 24 to 6 or 27 to 6. Come storming back in the second half. They get their first win. Good deal for Tony Vance. Yeah, that's something Hattiesburg needed. Not yeah. bad. He uh, he actually took a phone call while uh, while I interviewed him last Thursday and uh, was talking talking to Coach Mancuso and uh, you could tell the respect that both those coaches had for one another right. and uh, you know good win for him. Jefferson Davis is a good team. They're yeah. they're smaller classification, but they're a good team. Uh, West Marion uh, gives Sumrall another loss. This is the third week in a row summer mm-hmm. has been shut out uh they, they're just so injury yeah injury no, injuries injuries mess you up man that's that's for sure so and then pcs who uh prince christian who uh presbyterian christian i'm sorry uh who had my player of the week this week uh scored five touchdowns 99 yard rushing touchdown uh just a great week presbyterian christian over wayne academy also to note, last week you had several teams with bye weeks, and we kind of talked about that before. You had Laurel, uh, West Jones, uh, Forest County. Yeah, uh, um, Pedal was on the bye week. There, there were Wayne, several teams. Wayne County. Yeah, Wayne County. Um, so I think uh, I think that's all of them. But uh, last week was your typical. Um, most teams, that, especially in the bigger classifications, like to take those bye weeks before region play starts, which begins this week. And then that's kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about first. Uh, Friday night, I will be at West Jones, where the 4-0 Mustangs will take on a battered Brookhaven team who's 1-3 on the year. Um, man, this, this game used to be – I know in the last several years, this game was a – you know, you had to get up for it. This was right. going to be a tough, tough matchup for both Laurel and West Jones. Uh, this year, you know, Brookhaven, they're they're one and three on the season. Uh, just not the Brookhaven team of the past. Uh, I do know they like to run the ball a lot. Uh, I have noticed that in looking at some of their stats uh, from the previous week and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I, even, I talked about this in, in my predictions, which you can read those at sports601.com. Uh, this is a game that West Jones doesn't need to be lulled to sleep by, right? Because um, we've talked to, I've talked to Coach Pearson, um, and he 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 admittedly said that you know they struggle sometimes defending the run game, and uh, Brookhaven loves to run the ball. 
obviously, Brooke Caven, you're always going to have a, a back that may not be the best in the state, but but a guy that can get you some yards. So they're they're going to have to watch out for Brooke Caven this week. Even though they're one in three, I'm pretty sure Pearson will probably tell you they're probably a scary one in three. Um, and, and we've seen this before. We've seen teams that start off the season in um, non-district play with those one and three records or zero and four records, and go on to do really great in region play. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be the case for Brookhaven this year. I pro- probably can say that I doubt that's going to be the case for them, but you never know. So this is a game that West Jones, I think, needs to really take seriously, especially uh, knowing that Brookhaven lo- loves to run the ball a good bit. Uh, where will you be Friday night? Yeah, I'll be going to Mount Olive. To uh, We have some cross coverage there. Mm-hmm. Stringer uh, coming to visit Mount Olive. Uh, excited to see what Mount Olive's doing. They're, they're reeling. But, you know, this is district play for them. So they have a chance to get back on track. And uh, I know Coach Durr, he's, he really wants to get his boys back in the playoffs and, and get them back to to some familiarity of what people in Mount Olive expect from that team. And on the other side, you have Stringer, who they're coming off a big win. You know, there's been a ton of stuff. You know this uh, as a Stringer alum. A ton of ton of talk with Jackson Parker committing mm-hmm. to Mississippi State baseball. And uh, he threw uh, like three, three touchdowns. I know he had four total touchdowns uh, against Salem and was efficient. So... Uh, this is a game that it might be fun. You know, Mount Olive, they, they can, might be able to take and use some ball control. They've got some athletes. So I'm excited to see Mount Olive, excited to see Stringer. Uh, got some players on defense for Stringer that, that I'm excited to see. Uh, Jared Hosey had two interceptions last week. So uh, excited to see what they can do. So it'd be a fun night. Uh, so Let, let's talk a little bit more about, I know it's football season, but, uh, you know, for a kid who's a sophomore to commit to a team, an SEC team like Mississippi State in baseball, that that's pretty big. Um, have you you've you've got seen him play a little oh, bit yeah. baseball? Yeah, yeah, last last season uh, we you know I was covering uh, Stringer and was it Hamilton? I believe mm-hmm. it was Hamilton in the playoffs. Man, he is a monster on the baseball field. He's a great athlete on the football field. But he's a, he's just a monster. I, I want to say he had uh, one or two home runs in the game that I covered uh, against against Hamilton, and he's just a great athlete and a really good really good young man. Uh, I got to interview him for Player of the Week because he was he was the Jones Jasper Wayne. Yeah, I appreciate that. By the way, obviously yeah. with my surgery, I wasn't able to to go out there and, and get that story uh, written up for you. But uh, let me let me give you some of Parker's stats. Uh, this was last – this was uh, his eighth grade year, okay? Uh, as an eighth grader, uh, he, obviously he played varsity. He started in varsity. He batted 420 in uh, 127 plate appearances. Uh, he had 42 hits and 18 runs scored. I think on the year he had uh, had just three home runs um, and then had 41 RBIs. But, I mean, even as an eighth grader, that is – that's huge. And that's on varsity, right? Yes, and that's yeah. on varsity. This is not, you know, your 
junior varsity team or whatever. Um, and then this past year, uh, his batting average wasn't as high, but it was still in the 400s. He had a 404 batting average, uh, 42 hits, uh, but he had 10 home runs. And uh, I remember a couple of those home runs. I know in a playoff game, he hit one off the scoreboard. Pretty sure it was Hampton. I think yeah. it was the same game. We were at the same yeah. game. Either that or against Ethel. I'm not sure which one it was. But uh, he hit one right off the scoreboard. Uh, just, just some raw power for a kid that young. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's a long way to go until he graduates. Obviously, you know, he's, he's in his sophomore year right now. So, uh, you know, we'll get to see him as a sophomore, junior, and a senior as he continues high school ball, but man, getting getting uh, getting an offer, uh, his first offer was from Southern Miss, and then um, I think a couple months after that, or, or not long after that, Mississippi State started showing interest, wanted to come out there and take some BP with them, and he did, and uh, they gave him an offer, and then on his 16th birthday, right, he committed to Mississippi State. Uh, so that that's huge for the Jasper County area. Anytime you see a kid uh, getting to pursue that dream of going on to the next level, especially being that young, getting that offer and and, and giving that commit, I, I think um, too, that's a big thing. Yeah, I think too. It, it just shows the continuity of of quality players and quality kids, athletes that we have around this community. Oh, yeah. You know, we, you know. You know, we talk about, you know, Forrest and Lamar and Smith and, you know, the bigger places, Laurel, obviously Wayne County, and, and see the players that are per- currently playing at the D1 level. John Rice Plumley obviously showing out Saturday yeah. uh, and, and just the talent there. But, you know, for smaller locations like a uh, Mount Olive or a Stringer, there's been some great athletes come out of, the, out of these smaller schools. Stringer's produced some, some pretty good baseball players over the year. Um, I played there uh, from two or 1999 to 2003, played on the varsity team. Um, we were always, you know, in the playoffs every year. Uh, baseball has always been – it's been one of the sports at Stringer that's always kind of continuously and consistently been, you know, good program year after year after year. Um, you had guys like uh, Josh Anderson, um, who's now the best baseball coach at uh, – Perry Central, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, Perry Central. Um, and uh, then you had uh, guys that went on to play at uh, USM and Jones. Um, you know, Andrew Pierce is a, a name that comes to mind. Um, had, a, had a very good career there at, at Southern Miss. Uh, so Stringer's just kind of produced those baseball players uh, year after year. And, and there were some more guys that committed uh, last year some seniors that committed to, to junior colleges that I think have a, a pretty good career. So stringers in, in baseball has seemed to always produce those players, uh, but never seemed like we had one that got, you know, as big of an offer as Parker did. So congratulations to that young man. And obviously he has a, a bright future ahead for him. Uh, back to football, we'll go ahead and mention some of the other games that we got going on this Friday night. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Stringer at uh, Mount Olive. You got Bay Springs at Clark County. Uh, Bay Springs is still undefeated on the year, having a good year, especially after they lost so many players last year. Uh, I think a lot of people th- thought they would kind of go downhill a little bit, but they haven't. They're still they're still doing good and obviously going to make a, a big run in region play once it begins for them. You got Heidelberg at North Forest. 
uh, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. I'm sure that's a game probably you would wish to kind of be at. Yeah, there's. Uh, I was actually probably going to go to that game, and then Zach Buckley, he said he'd cover that for us, uh, for Jasper Karen News, obviously. But, uh, yeah, excited to see what happens there. That'd be a good game. Yeah. Uh, you got Mize at Lloyd Star. Uh, Kevin, let's watch this one. You got a big matchup here. Taylorsville 5-0 headed to Jackson Prep, who is 4-1. That's going to be a game. We're going to have that game covered. I believe Brandon Shields, um, who writes for Mississippi Gridiron, um, Meridian Star, all those guys, is going to help us out and give us a game story for that game. So it's going to be a big matchup there uh, to watch. you got Scott Central, who's 4-1 on the season. Obviously, their first loss of the year was against Taylorsville, but since then they've been rolling. They will be coming to Raleigh, who is 1-3. Uh, so that's uh, going to be kind of an interesting game there. Raleigh's had a tough schedule that's- this year. They're not not that bad of a team. They're, they are, I can definitely say, that they are a scary one in three team yeah, at this that's, point. That's what I was going to mention. That's one of those teams that that you look at their schedule and you just kind of ride off. But you know, I was doing, uh, put, trying to put the podcast together yesterday and just looked at Raleigh, peeked at their schedule. Taylorsville, Scott Central, uh, Northeast Jones, who's a 4A team. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these teams like that, they're playing they play some tough competition. Seminary. Se- yeah, seminary. Yeah. I mean, mm. that's yeah, that, that record is deceiving. Yeah, very deceiving. Uh, Civil Bay, who picked up their first win last week, they will be playing at North Delta, who is 4-1 on the year. Um, region play starts in Jones County for – the five eight teams. You got South Jones, who is one and four on the season. They'll be going to Laurel, who is three and one. Uh, another interesting matchup here with Northeast Jones. They'll be facing another team from your coverage area, Forest County Agricultural High School. Um, we'll be traveling to Northeast Jones. Uh, Forest uh, County is uh, one and three. Northeast Jones is two and three. Then you got Hattiesburg uh, traveling to Wayne County. Hattiesburg is one and three. Wayne County is two and two, and then you got Wayne Academy, who is two and two, going to Bowling Green uh, in Franklin, Louisiana, who is six and one on the year. Uh, of course, you want to see my predictions for those games. Be sure to check that out on Sports601.com. Uh, Kevin, what are some other games in your area Friday night? Yeah, I've got some great games coming up. I have Seminary and Purvis. That's probably a game that I might would have went to if I wasn't going to Mount Olive. Uh, Seminary four and one against Purvis two and three. Who obviously I, I said earlier is getting better. So uh, I expect that game to to be close. I feel like there's actually a lot of good games going oh, on in your area. This yeah, week. this is these are some great games. There's, I, I hate that there's only one of me, and I feel like that I'm slacking, giving someone not giving someone coverage. But there's a lot. The next game is going to be that you're going to mention is going to be big too. Yeah, definitely. Pearl comes to pedal. Both these teams are three and one. This is first region game. This is going to tell, I think, in my opinion, this is going to tell what pedal is going to be. Yeah. Pearl, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is top five and six A in the AP prep polls. Mm-hmm. So this is going to this is going to be telling what pedal is going to be. How that, far they're going to What get. a game to start region playoff with, oh, man. man. Look, that whole region yeah. is good. Uh, I mean, that, that region is good. Uh, Heidelberg at North Forest, like I said, we'll have coverage of that game. Uh, Florence, they go to Collins. Then you have Resurrection Catholic at Sacred Heart, uh, about between 4 0 and 0 14. Uh, Oak Grove at George County, another good game. Yes. Uh, Oak Grove is going to George County. Both those teams are 3 and 1. 
Again, that'll be a telling where these teams can land in region play. Uh, Forest County Ag and Northeast Jones. I picked Forest County Ag in this one uh, just because they get the bye week, have a little bit more time to focus, Northeast kind of reeling. So I'm hoping that Forest County Ag can get back in the winter. Once again, zone. we differ this week. Uh, you know, Northeast Jones burned me last week, uh, but I, I don't hold no grudges. So uh, I'm going to pick them this week, I think. Um, I, you know these these games are they can go either way. Yeah. You know I think if you play this game these games, you know, ten times in a year you, you would probably it'd be, be like a six and four yeah kind of thing. I just you know and this really know. this doesn't affect either one. This isn't a region. Oh, yeah. game. they haven't won yeah. a region play yet. So. Um, Another one, this one, Hattiesburg at Wayne County. Uh, this is a game I feel like could decide whether a team gets in the playoffs. You know, yeah. four, four teams in this region getting in, and this might be one where we're looking at a few weeks down the road and say whoever won this one, that they got in the playoffs because of this win. Um, that one game we'll also have covered. So, uh, Summerall at Newton County. Uh, two two and three teams and a three and two team. Uh, then we have Presbyterian Christian going to Columbia Academy. Uh, I talked to uh, Coach Derek White. He felt really good about his team going going into that game. So uh, anyway, you can see my predictions there on Sports601.com. Put them up to date. So go see what we picked. All right, Kevin. Let's talk a little college football here before we wrap things up. Uh, Thursday night in JUCO play, you got Hines, who's three and one on the year. They will be traveling to Pearl River Community College, who's one and three on the year. And then you got Jones College, two and two on the year, will be traveling to Southwest Community College, who is looking for their first win of the year. Uh, talk a little bit about PRCC and, and how things are going for them. Yeah, PRCC is struggling a bit. They haven't won a game yet in their in their region. Um, they're they're just they're just kind of struggling at this point on the year. They they host Hines, who's three and one, and um, I'll be there at the game giving updates and, and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see if they can rebound and get back on track. Uh, in that game, uh, one notable thing for Hines is uh, Tracy Lampley, former standout at Southern Miss and uh, Wayne County. He's now coaching there, Hines. Uh, also, he coached at Pedal. So uh, that'd be fun. Go get to see uh, Tracy and uh, catch up with him. Uh, hopefully, at some point during the game, before the game. So, uh, what about Jones? What do you think? What do you think about Jones? They had a tough loss last week, right? Yeah, they lost to uh, number four team in the nation, Gulf Coast Community College. Um, you know, they had the they had the good win against Hines, and and I actually thought that they had a, a pretty decent chance. At, uh, at beating Gulf Coast, but man, just Gulf Coast kind of dominated that game. Um, you Jones know, rallied a little bit before. They, they, they did. They rallied. Uh, they were losing 20 to 0, kind of entering the fourth quarter, dropped some points on them there in that final quarter, but you know, it's a little too little, too late kind of deal. And uh, so they're, they're coming off of a loss, and uh, this would be a good game this week to get them back on schedule uh, as they face a. Um, winless Southwest Community College team. And then Saturday, you got Mississippi State at Auburn, Ole Miss at Alabama, uh, and UTEP at Southern Miss. Um, Man, a good win for Mississippi State last week against Kentucky. This is one of those games where you kind of thought, 
Um, got to see what Mississippi State, how they were going to fare in SEC play, depending on how things went against Kentucky. And um, for their first SEC game of the season, they kind of handled business and got things done. They did. And understand that Kentucky is reeling at quarterback. They're, there's potential that they're going to start their third-string quarterback in South Carolina. So uh, they had all kind of issues offensively. But, yeah, I mean, get some of the SEC win column. They're tied first in the SEC, uh, in the SEC West. So, uh, you know, early on they can at least say that. But, yeah, uh, they still got a quarterback quarterback controversy going on I feel like you know with Schrader and Stevens yeah and this is this is the thing that got me the other day you know I saw a lot of a lot of Mississippi State fans be like you know when they announced who the starter was going to be for that Kentucky game and obviously it was Schrader because Stevens was still reeling from that shoulder injuries they was like well chalk this game up for a loss um, come on now I mean you got he did his job Schrader was tough victory and uh, man, don't give up on your players like that, you know? Right. Um, I know the guy's just a freshman, and uh, I mean, but it just just kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I saw some some guys that were just you know kind of chalking that up to a loss because the freshman quarterback was going to be starting the game for Mississippi State. So, but they picked up a good win against Kentucky, and uh, hopefully they can keep things going as they face Auburn. Uh, got Ole Miss going to Alabama. It's going to be us get their skull beat in that game more than likely. I mean, it's just let's just face it, Alabama's Alabama. Well, the, I think the one good thing for us is we're going to get to see more than likely a lot of a lot of local guys. You know, mm-hmm. Plumley coming in last week nearly wheeled them back. You, you can argue the referees and the touchdown late and it blew my mind that that yeah, play that wasn't was, reviewed. That, was a, that, that call should have been re- reviewed. Yeah. Um, to I mean, e- even if he didn't get in, you know, you still have to re- review a play that's that close in the game, especially when it pretty much decides the game. I just thought that was a... My, my initial takeaway from that, because I had... I, I kind of had a power out, okay? So I come back in to come back, come back in, come back and wait to see Plumlee in the game. And I'm like, whoa, look at this. Um, and to see him drive down, there's there's two things that I took away from that game. One, the Pac-12 officiate, officials and officiating crew, they screwed up. Two was Elijah Moore. He almost looked like he was pouting there for a second. Yeah. And with just a few seconds, man, you got to get that ball. Yeah, you can't sit there and try to argue a call as the clock kind of ticks away. So as much as that was on the ref, the officiating crew, that's also – you got to look at the players and be like, man, you got to run back to the line, whether, you know, even if they didn't give it to you or and you thought you deserved it, you you, you ain't got time to kind of bicker and complain about that. So you you got to run up and and get that next playoff. Yeah, because you you had a – True freshman who had just been jumped, who had just been thrown into the game and jumped in there, and and even he was like trying to get him to hurry yeah. up because he realized how little time was on the clock. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm excited. Mississippi State and Auburn. I, I feel like I feel like my Tigers are gonna take care of business, and then uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. Uh, obviously, uh, Alabama's probably going to win that game. Uh, UTEP at Southern Miss, we get some Conference USA action. Yeah. Uh feel like Southern Miss is going to win that game. I'll be there taking yeah. some photos and stuff. So, they got out 
from what I understand, injury free against Alabama. Uh, I think that's the best you can hope for. Uh, Abraham looked okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know really what else much to say about that game. Yeah, Alabama's that. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it is what it is. Uh, you got out of there, you got a paycheck, you come out injury free. And you're ready for Conference USA play. I still think Southern is in a good position to win. You know, win some ball games there and have a good year. Yeah, they'll probably have what a eight nine win season. I feel like it. I feel like they could have eight or nine wins. Uh, so yeah, yeah, good deal for them. Uh, I'm excited to see them back at the Rock. It feels like forever since I've been there uh, since the opening game. So that'd be fun to go to and, and cover. Yeah. Well, be sure to check us out at sports601.com for all your high school, JUCO, and college sports updates, articles, photos, and videos. Well, Kevin, until next week, we'll see everybody out on the field. Everybody be safe. Bye-bye.